Hello and welcome. Welcome to the TOVG podcast. Yes. My name is George. And, uh, and and we have Jimmy on here again after yeah. after a two week hiatus. Man, things went to shit oh. without you. Yeah, crapcast. I'm gonna be completely honest. I didn't listen to the entirety of either of the podcasts. <laughs> um, I was about to say because if you did, you. like, <laughs> we got raunchy. Yeah, that I heard. People looped me into tweets at you guys, which I'm not sure why, considering I wasn't there, but something about fleshlights, and also somebody said you guys <sighs> bashed Overwatch for being not deep, and I was like, man, what? I picked a good couple weeks to what? not be on the podcast. Yeah, what? no, that, that... Oh my gosh, people only take the negative for things. Oh, I forgot we're actually live. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, Wednesday's I think they just missed us that conversation. Was was really mad about... About our our guest guests um, not liking Overwatch as much as yeah. him, yeah. But I mm. don't know. I can't comment. I've never played it. I want to though. You didn't even play Open Beta Week. I guess you guys probably talked about this, but yeah. No, I I was probably too busy playing Souls games and sleeping and doing nothing else. Man, Overwatch, Overwatch, good time. Yeah, Overwatch, Overwatch is good time. That's all the fuck I have to talk about this week. Hi, everybody. I'm back, and all I've done is play Overwatch and work. I wow. um, I, I had uh interesting two weeks putting this video together. I now know what it feels like to be Jeff Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I um, I want to send you a picture. It's a frame from this week's video where where I'm doing the loot crate read, and and I unravel an Uncharted Four poster, <laughs> and I'm just like uh, giving the camera this look where my eyebrows are like two miles above my eyes, uh, and and there's all this text on the screen about how you can save ten percent on loot crate by visiting lootcrate.com/slash/bunnyhop. <laughs> And and like I appreciate it. I, I I appreciate doing sponsored videos, but but man, like now I know what was going through Jeff Keeley's mind when he was sitting there wanting to do an important video, but there was all of this like junk next to him. <laughs> and, yep. and that that same facial expression where he was just like, please no one take this seriously is like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt that when I was sitting in front of the camera recording it, I was like, "Oh God, what have I become?" <laughs> please sponsor you, you us. Pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, lead into that, please. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll not listen to us or care that much about us and just give us money anyway, right? Likeliness of anybody in a position of importance at a company as big as Loot Crate listening to our podcast is very low. So oh. I think we're good. What about the surveys? You know, what's also very low <laughs> is the price you can get on a Loot Crate by visiting LootCrate.com slash Buddy Hop. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hope no one buys it from this podcast. You know, I, I actually am. That makes me curious. I wonder if anybody has not got has not paid i wonder if there's any single person out there who has paid full price for a loot crate mm. i don't know probably i'm pretty sure there are like a hundred thousand links out there for you to find a cheap right. loot crate the best of which being lootcrate.com slash bunny hop use the secret code <laughs> bunny hop to save 10 percent on your monthly pricing of 
something. Of a crate of things. Yeah, so you got like a little plastic drinking horn along with, cool. with the shirt. The shirt was actually pretty cool, but but I have a friend who's a way bigger David Bowie fan than me who's actually going to get the shirt. Um, There there was a D20 ice cube mold. Hey, so okay, can, that's something that I would Ice cube? Use. Like the, the rapper? Yes. Uh, n- it, like, that's like awesome. The, I want the, that. The, the alter- I'll, I'll give that one to you then. See, wait, the wait, loot wait crate, a minute. Loot crate, they serious? make no, great I was, gifts no, for your friends. It's, it's, a, it's a D20 mold that makes it's something ice you need. Mad. It's something really important. But seriously, I actually, I have, I like novelty ice molds. I have a Lego one. It's very good. There was a DLC code for the free-to-play Neverwinter MMO. Okay. Which uh, I, I didn't even know was a thing. Matt, did you hear about that one? Of course oh, Matt well, of did. Course He's the MMO guy, right? <laughs> no, of course I, I did. Ser- I played a lot of it. I, I mean, Wait, it's really? an end game. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 this is, I played a lot of MMOs back in the days. Um, Well, that was not even back in the days. Only a few years ago. But yeah, it, it's a good MMO. It's just they... They uh, sold out with the microtransactions pretty hard and just mm. destroyed their fan base. But oh, I mean, it's still well, it's still a thing. It's on you, consoles. If you want to enjoy one less microtransaction <laughs> in your free to play Neverwinter MMO experience, um, buy last month's loot crate, which I don't think you can do. No, guys, don't don't do it. To You're really good at. Don't sponsorships do. dude there yeah. were harry potter socks <laughs> i would wear those novelty socks are also a thing i'm into there's there's a comment on the video that was just like wow george you sound really excited about those harry potter socks <laughs> yeah <laughs> it actually so, got pretty funny with your expressions i was like oh so, my god yeah i really had to swallow my pride this week Pay those, pay those, pay those student loans, those bunny huh? bills to, yeah. to purchase all of the Souls games so you can play them <laughs> in a seven weeks. Sp- okay, so yeah, I spent the past week just playing like almost every Souls game. I got halfway through Demon Souls, but all the others of them, their credits did roll at some point in a seven day period, and I did not sleep. And I did like <laughs> the the most shuddering like self-reflexive sponsorship i will probably ever have to do huh oh what you sound like there's something worse that that might come up later me yeah no i was just saying huh like i acknowledge that that happened huh okay (laughs) it's i mean i i we've talked about souls enough times to where it's like huh that's that's all i have left to say that's a lot of souls. Because I, I think I remember a few Best Friends casts where they did uh, ad reads for a sports betting company. Oh. That sounded a little shady. Oh, Honestly. Man. Like, can't we just do Audible? Audible's good. Dude, Audible's cool. Sponsors, please. But also, <laughs> I just, like, legit want to get sponsored by, like, a food or a beverage. I feel like that would mm. be the one that, like... Doritos and Mountain Dew jokes aside, I feel like that's the one that I could do in, like, the best of conscience. Yeah. Because, like, if someone's like, hey, Cheez-Its will pay you money to say Cheez-Its are good, I'll be like, fuck yeah. Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its are already are good. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, I'm like, already terrible down with for Cheez-Its. you, but they well, are course, but delicious like, for you, too. Fucking... I'm not I'm not your mom. 
<laughs> read the fucking nutrition's on the back if you're so worried about that. And if you're not, then it's fine. But right. also, Cheez Its sponsor us, please. Cheez Its is <laughs> our, our food, and food is something that you need. <laughs> it's a universal concept, whereas audiobooks are a very niche thing. No and, offense to Audible, I like audiobooks. Novelty however. ice cube molds are way <laughs> even more. What are you talking about? Everybody loves a good D20 shaped ice cube. <laughs> the rapper. Yes, the rapper. <laughs> I expect a Photoshop on my desk by Monday. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am aware that the D20 Ice Cube Mold is not an exclusive Loot Crate monthly deal. You can, in fact, find them in other Loot Crates that you oh, could well, sign up for today at LootCrate.com slash BunnyHop. Anyway, <laughs> I, um, so welcome to that one video gamer podcast whoop. where occasionally... We talk Sometimes. about video games. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that something from the co-op show? It's like they say that I think every single time. Yeah. And isn't the funny thing is that they actually do talk about video games like a lot more than anyways that they lead on. Well, I mean, it's because their podcast is like 16 hours long. <laughs> oh, God, you're so right. I was on there for six hours for the second time. Holy shit. Oh, wow. It's, it's a long or four thing. hours, I think. Not six hours. Six hours it's, would be way too much. Four hours is way too much anyways. Um, But yeah. <laughs> Unlike those, we go on for one hour to an hour and a half, which means we got to talk about video games. <laughs> which means we've already wasted ten minutes of your yeah, time yeah. on talking me, about talking about pat this deals. off and uh, <laughs> move on. Video games. What what video games do you guys want to talk about? Oh shit! Sorry, I just go ahead. I, I was thinking of one. This is something that me and Matt can actually do together. Because mm-hmm. I was at and Jimmy will his hate house secretly. yesterday. Yeah, Jimmy, VR is cool. Oh, man. It's okay. It's it's neato. <laughs> Sorry, I got a cup of coffee. Go on then. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Matt, you're Matt fall lead asleep. us into it because it's it's your right. this is your territory. Actually, I was in your your house for this topic. Okay, well, I got my Oculus Rift, and yeah. I also went to a meetup in uh, Atlanta for uh kind of like what they had. The biggest one is at, at VR Atlanta. I mean VR LA, and they have one in Miami. And they one here have one here in in Atlanta. I went to that one, tried the Vive out for a few hours. And tried also another one, which is a wireless uh, VR headset as well. And it's like full room scaled, which is also really cool. Uh, So I kind of know, you know, the differences now between the Vive and the Rift. But also I know that VR is freaking cool. VR, VR, VR I think I'm going to say is here to stay. So I want to hear your, because we, I guess we talked, but I guess the people want to hear what does the cynical bunny hop think about VR, the first generation? Uh, I feel like there were not enough games to play that you had ready for There's me. There's no content. But of <laughs> the games that I did play, the ones that impressed me the most were just regular ass video games with the headset attached. The uh, One thing that really bugs me is how developers are kind of insisting that we use some different m- method for movement in a VR game where, you know, remember in Farlands, it uses the toss the teleporter method of, of movement. And I really did not get used to that. I, I sat there for like a good 15 minutes playing this thing or was it shorter? Uh, yeah, around that. 
Mount. And and I think that was the least impressive one because you you showed me a lot of tech demos where you basically like have the camera swooping past monsters and up and down cities and those were cool but they also weren't games. And then right. there's Farlands which which is kind of like Pokemon Snap where instead of taking pictures of cute Pokemon you take pictures of ugly aliens. <laughs> well, all right, all right. You only played for a couple minutes. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I it's like it's like a daily thing. You go in. You go to different places, you grab fruit, you take pictures of bugs, and you bring it back up and they review it. But, like, you have to catch them doing different things, um, and, uh, you know, you eventually get, like, other things like toys and stuff like that to make other interactions. There's one where you have to, there's a, a, a monster that, not monster, but, like, there's a creature that will mimic, and they want you to mimic them. So you would have to move exactly how they move. Uh, and it's pretty interesting. Um, like it's it's little. Co- it's free, obviously. So it's like this yeah, little wish- thing that looks really, really good. That really shows how good VR can look with uh, you know, if someone actually tweaks it properly. Because I think some games don't look good. Yeah, like Eve Project Valkyrie. Cars. That was Pro- that was Project a shocker. Car, yeah. Yeah, Project, Project Cars, cars look right. looks great, like on yeah. its own. Yeah. But in VR, it has. You have to have an art style built for VR to account for the screen door effect, which meant that all of the thin white lines on the HUD of Project Cars and just like all these oversaturated coloring that you see in the actual game itself makes makes it a much blurrier image than than far far lands which it has everything like nice and chunky kind of soft much more softer citrus colors and it's weird that that's something that developers have to pay attention to now yeah yeah i would say so and um it needs it needs a lot of qa testing and stuff like that before they put stuff out so like you know so some developers are rushing some of these stuff out and oh it works it's vr but like you can tell like other people uh had attention to detail you know because like, it, it had vr right now like the first gen has like you know like where you have white text on a black background you see like god rays shoot out of course the 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 kind of jagginess yeah. sometimes and you don't want when, those white lines like that's yeah. where you see the screen door if it's a thick white line it's fine but if it's a thin white line you start to see some some bleeding i also noticed that it didn't handle the color red very well which was harder to notice when there were big chunky bits of red like in lucky's tail but when there was uh small bits of red like you would see it bleed out it was kind of like having a tv on with the saturation on high but it was still like a lot sharper than I was expecting because I'd played it before at uh, other events and I didn't have my glasses on. So but having the glasses on in the privacy of someone's own home where you could actually play with it a bit, like test the the little knob on the thing that you spin to keep your pupil distance right. And also putting glasses on, then off, then tightening it upright like that makes the picture uh, way, way smoother. The and, IPD uh, adjustment slider at the bottom. Yeah. yeah so if you're yeah. if you're a fine brothers looking looking guy, you know, with the, oh, with your eyes if you're all crazy, Skeletor. Um. Then you know you can adjust it so you're you know you can if your eyes are it's the distance between both your eyes. So if you, it, if it's spaced apart, then you can kind of tweak it to like match earlier, you to get my that sweet spot. With with the Oculus's hardware was just uh in regards to resolution and pixel density and now it's basically can it handle this one color bleeding out into the other pixels next to it which is the thin white lines and the little blotches of red which is way less of a problem than 
than a lot of other things to be worried about. And and to be honest, like it's it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like I I play a I've been playing a lot of elite in VR and it's oh, elite dangerous was good. It, it's it's so good. Like all right, so the main things for people who haven't been really into VR, these are the the things that will improve definitely by second gen, but are the problems right now with the the, the first two headsets or I guess Vive and Oculus is distant objects being blurry because of pixel density. The yeah. FOV being the 110, resolution. which is different for each person. Huh. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I you don't really that. realize it. Yeah. Like there, there's like star VR, which they're doing basically um, two quad HD screens. So you can have the full, 210 uh fov (laughs) you could have peripheral vision in the vr yeah there's like crazy stuff like that going on um but that's pretty much it like then you have like the god rays and then you have like the the white lines and you can see like kind of like the little colors on the white lines it doesn't you know it all depends on the game it all depends like you remember that invasion right you remember that white bunny yeah yeah it looked very great. very clear yeah it looks it was like a chunky white bunny if it was a skinny white bunny it might not have looked great and that's like weird that and art style close, is such a deal the screen breaker far away mm-hmm. because if it's far away then it gets more jaggy because of the pixel density so there's a there's little things like that but overall like the like what you liked was uh dredge halls when you can kind of <laughs> Look over the side and um, peek over the corner, which to see I if a yeah, really coming. shouldn't have, because Dread Halls is a very, very cheap get. Like it, it looks cheap, right? But it was also just really cheap in how it does its scares. But being in VR really made a difference. I, I remember when I first tried to peek around a corner using my head, and it worked. And I was like, oh, like being able to peek without a button is a deal breaker i think remember when i was peering down the well like i was getting a camera yeah. angle that i would not have been able to get without that head tracking and it really made all the difference in the world and also um it helps with audio too like you notice positional audio way better when you can move your head around to get all these different camera angles and hearing the audio react appropriately like it, it makes you realize how uh much is kind of distorted when you see an image of something that looks like real life but on a little 2d screen that's just like a little window Mm -hmm. instead of completely enveloping your head like real life like i i was sure that i was hearing noises behind the next door rather than hearing an audio cue that that uh bloomed out from from the door Binaural audios is because I could press my ears up against the door and hear it out of just one ear. Yeah, yeah, like and peeking around corners before moving around corners was a a little mechanical process that was much more immersive than than completely having to swing my whole body around the corners. And that game controlled with analog sticks, just like a regular FPS control scheme. The only difference was you couldn't uh, aim up and down your Y axis with the stick. They only want you to do that with your head. And I got used to it really fast. It was a totally natural adjustment process, unlike the toss, the teleporter in Farland, which was really hard to get used to. And now that I think back on it, there's almost more steps involved in moving around in that one than the other ones. You have to hold, well, you have to aim where the teleporter is going to land with your face. Yeah. Which is, I, I thought, never 
intuitive because because you want to be looking at something the but not aiming your teleporter you, at the same time but whoops you have no choice the thing is you are okay with motion sickness but me i'm i am like the worst customer for vr i get motion sickness by just <laughs> being in the car i i have glasses which also by the way for people who are wondering i know people are asking me glasses do fit and i have big geeky yeah. glasses and they fit fine it's, if, it's if I'm a little on the bit of a struggle, but if you loosen it up, you can yeah. you can cram them in there just fine. But uh, for the motion sickness, like I was getting sick with Project Cars, especially if I and changed I the angle. And I was handling it fine, <laughs> and you were fine because you're 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 fine with that. If but for I was me, enjoying it. I I am like I I if I don't drive when I'm when I'm driving, if I don't drive or um like if I'm in the back seat or in the passenger seat, I will get sick guaranteed so like that what what you would not like you would rather just move around with the sticks i like that better because i don't feel awful after oh, like crazy after 30 minutes kind of like with dredge halls i felt a little queasy sometimes especially when i would turn while turning my head if I, my head was standing still and i turned the controller then it will be fine but if i like turn both it like bleh, i was i was just ready but okay like Compare that to the alternate. You move a stick and your character moves, but you get nauseous. Compared to the alternate where you aim where you want to go, but within a certain radius, no, then I, hold I, down a button, <laughs> then move your head to aim where your new teleportation point is going to be oriented, then release a button, then reorient yourself upon having teleported there. Like, that's that's way more elaborate. I'm not saying that I want that in every you know like game like rpg game or whatever that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that i'll get sick <laughs> that's all i'm saying and farlands is perfectly fine because you're on this little island and it makes sense it, it, the gameplay makes sense with the with the teleporting but um i i also want to say like um for in, as far as content uh for the people out here that were looking forward to vr like th like even the the th 360 videos are not so good right now. Like they're okay. Like they if you want to wait, I would say wait. If you're rich or you're an enthusiast that are that's okay with, you know, having your main game like for me it's Elite or, you know, and trying games as they come out. If you're fine with that, then I say go for it. But if not, I say hold out, you know, play with your cardboard or whatever which you, you can see it's been selling out and uh gear vr like because it, it's it's bare bones right now i just remember having a lot of fun with it, with dread halls as a yeah. kind of proof of concept for how a regular ordinary first person horror game would work in vr which means that what you gotta do is install those vr mods for <laughs> mirror's Warpex. edge and alien and then invite me over again because <laughs> yeah. i really want to know what that's like what what playing regular ordinary video games is like but with a fully immersive head tracking camera angle. I I shall try. I shall try because everything costs money. Vorpex, which is the program that does that, costs money. Everything That's weird. is so. It's everyone is trying to to grab on those day one sales right now. Like so, it, it's That's it's so a, weird that it costs money to buy the application that mods it, which might not be weird in a year but yeah all right all right jimmy jimmy you could uh you could come back jimmy you there jimmy 
I returned. Oh, okay. Oh. There he is. There he is. He came back in. The, he came back into the office. I muted my mic so that nobody could hear me drinking my coffee. Just uh, slurping, slurping. Keep watching out for you, fans. <laughs> I got you, family. <laughs> I I would go into detail uh, between the rift and the vibe, but um, I don't want to take everyone's uh time up with uh, the crazy. But I I I will say one thing: you can really mm. see the Oculus Rift um Facebook bucks. You know, in work, uh, like the, the Facebook yeah. fun books. Yeah, Facebooks. Yeah. Like it's it's easy to set up. Like you just put a sensor and you put on a headset. Like it just that's it. That that's it. It has mm. um. You just need two USB three point and um a HDMI, and that's it. With the Vive, you have to calibrate it. You have to set up the 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 two sensors. But of course, once you have it, it's good. You're you're set. As long as if you want to set it up and just have it there that's fine but like yeah that that's it's you can see like you have headphones already built in you have a, a microphone already built in in the vibe in the, not the vibe the rift like everything's everything's light everything's just easy so yeah that's pretty much the difference is one is just rougher than the other and one has controllers which pretty much a lot of people like even though like if you have space then that's what you you know you want to go for or whatever but yeah, I'm to- I'm totally fine with just a headset. Either one is pretty good. Um, I played them both. They have a different screen door effect and stuff. They're they're both good. They're both really really good. Like like everyone else says, except for those little um stupid nerds who haven't played anything and they think that one is better than the other. Like 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 a huge scale. Like Rift is one and Vive is ten, or Rift is ten and Vive. Anyways, anyways, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I. Console warriors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 mm, I'm, I'm gonna stop because I'll, I'll mm. go, I'll get, I'll get all crazy. <laughs> what have you been doing, Jimmy? I mean, Jimbo, Jimbree. It feels like ages ago, but uh, played Overwatch beta. Yeah. Made a video about it. Yeah. People missed the point. I don't know. The like bar looks looks pretty solidly blue. There, there were some comments. I removed oh, them because they were so substanceless. Oh. But yeah, some guy essentially like took my entire script, reversed the order of which I said the things, and then flipped all the yeses to nos. Like <laughs> you basically like said all the words that I said, but was like instead of it being like Overwatch is great because of this, this, and this, he was like Overwatch is bad because of this, this, and this. It was like the exact same, like just all my reasoning, but with like a but it's bad, and I was like. All right, like that's just like okay. your opinion, man. I mean, it, like people, people confuse me. So, so um, okay, what, what were the fine details? Yeah, uh, essentially, I just made a video that praised Overwatch for making the game like entirely about movement because it's like you still shoot people and stuff, but like the game is so rich in in movement depth for all the characters. Like, that's what defines how they play. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not using a character's movement, you're pretty much not playing them, like, at all. Like, if you're just, like, walking around shooting people, you're doing it very wrong. Mm -hmm. Which (laughs) Um, sounds like a fun video game. Right. And, yeah, I don't know. I like it, and I'm excited. I think they're they're hinting at new heroes coming out. I think they might round out the cast to 24 or 6 of each class. Yeah, but, like... If you, I, a lot of people were making the comparison, like, instead of them adding weapons like TF2 did, they're just going to have a class that 
equals that thing. So instead of having demo man that shoots grenades and demo knight, they they'll have Junkrat and then a guy who would act like demo knight. Um, which is a lot I'm, more work, I bet. Like having yeah, to make and a then you new gotta character. like make a unique character, the unique you know voice acting and lore and all that shit. But it's a very Blizzard thing to do that. So I don't know. I really enjoyed the fucking like thirty five hours that I put in in that week long <laughs> beta. Um, I caught twenty six hours of footage. If you ever need footage for Overwatch, let me know. <laughs> how many um, how many gigabytes is that? A uh, hundred and twelve. That's actually a lot less than I was expecting. Um, I mean, I captured every, well. All my settings were on low, but like my capture settings were as high as I would allow them to go. Um, 1080p 60 with the uh, ten thousand bit rate. What program are you using? OBS. Because I've been using Bandicam for these Dark Souls games, and I well. There's your problem. <laughs> Probably. I, like, I have it's had 50 hours of Dark Souls footage, and it was like 600 gigabytes. Yeah. Bandicam, Bandicam does things right, but file compression is not one of them. It's, uh, uh, it's, no, it's no Fraps, yeah, which I is was, like... I, I moved from Fraps to Bandicam, and the same amount of footage in Fraps would be like 3 terabytes. Yeah, because Fraps is trash. Um, Yes. Sponsor us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, Fraps was um, good for the time, but it's not 2002 anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's old tech. Um, Shadowplay. And and it did not it did not change with the times. Sponsor yeah. Shadowplay. I, I want a 1080. The only other thing that I played is Diablo 3 because Overwatch is no longer a thing until the 23rd. So 23rd is the release date. Uh, well, it's a worldwide, like global release, uh-huh. so everyone gets it on the same hour. And in Los Angeles time, it translates to the twenty third at four p.m., which is great because that means that evening is completely destroyed for me. Uh, how much is their price? Forty for the base game. Nice. I might and then I might get it. I I think it's a well worth the forty thing. They said they're going to support it with like new maps and content for free in the future. So standard Blizzard model, um, but also forty dollars for like a deep multiplayer game that can last you a while is a really good deal. Like I've always thought that multiplayer games actually have some of the best value per dollar, right? If if they're good, like if they can last you a lot of a long time, it's usually a lot longer than a single player. Yeah, and like the they're very clear about like the upper versions of it, like the sixty dollar version. It just gets you, like, in-game stuff. If you're, like, a big Blizzard head, it gets you, like, stuff for all of the other Blizzard games. Like, you know, in-game pets or visual stuff or whatever. And then you get some, like, unique character skins. Which, none of them are better than some of the other character skins that I can get by playing the game. So, I didn't buy the Origins bundle. But, like... Cash out? I don't know. 40, 40 bucks for Overwatch is pretty... P-good. <laughs> 60 on consoles, which is a little weird. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, I wonder if consoles get the origin skins by default. Uh, is, is there a cash shop for those boxes, loot boxes? What? Oh, like microtransactions? Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been in the beta, but I'm not sure if there is going to be. Like, they're it's ripe, man. I ain't gonna it's lie. It's ripe. Yeah, but here's the thing. A lot of my friends were kind of like criticizing the drop rates from the loot boxes, but then. The way that Overwatch's loot box drops work 
is you get four drops per box and you get one box per level. But after you hit level 23, um, the experience stops increasing between levels. So you level up at the exact same rate, mm. all like into infinity. And you could prestige at level 100. And it just gets you like a different like banner color for your so character. 23 icon, is but like, kind of like a soft cap. It's well, 23 is where you it stops taking longer to get each next box. So you get them at a very consistent rate. Like I'd get like two or three boxes per session. Um, and like, I don't know, again, my friends are complaining about like drop rates and stuff for like skins and like in-game currency, but I got, I got two legendary skin drops in the time that I played. And like, I don't know if I felt like if it was any higher, I would not feel like there's something to like look forward to out of each loot box. If I just like got the two things that I wanted immediately, I'd be like, all right, never need to care about opening boxes anymore. (laughs) Um, that sounds faster than how CS:GO does it. Actually, like you yeah, get you get nothing at the end of a CS:GO match unless you're very lucky. Like in comparison to uh, like the most obvious game to compare it to, in comparison to TF2's like weapon drop rates, it's like lightning fast. Wow! Because yes, you get four good. drops per thing, and like I know all of it's cosmetic, but like since all the like. There's different voice clips you could put on your guy, different emotes, different sprays and stuff. So you get all this stuff. And since I got skins for characters I didn't play, I was like, oh, I got a skin. It looks pretty cool. I'll try them out. And because of that, I tried out all of the characters. And I think that gives you a much deeper understanding of how the game works, how to combat against enemy players that are using those characters. I don't know. I think it's set up in a very uh, logical way that helps you to play the game more. And, and experience other things because otherwise I would have just played Junkrat, who is essentially the demo man from TF2. I just would have played him all the time because he's my favorite character. But I've played a bunch of people. Um, I don't know. I like it. It's good. Yeah, that sounds okay. Like, make this stuff feel attainable. It's it's really really defeating when when you play one of these games and see stuff that you will just never ever have that so many yeah. other players seem to be showing off. Yeah. The the thing is, like Matt said, he asked if there was microtransactions. I would assume that they're going to put something in there, like right. purchase in-game currency or whatever, because all the legendary skins cost a thousand, and you can get like dr- like different levels of currency drops from some crates, or if you get a duplicate item, you can you get like a fraction of that item's cost as like just straight up money. Um, but like getting a thousand on in-game currency would take a while. So if you actually want one specific legendary skin, it'll take you a bit. So I think it's ripe for them to just put like a, yeah, just buy, yeah. you know, 1,000, you know, over coins or whatever there are. Those are fun books. I'm okay with it. it. It Like, I got a few legendary intros and stuff like that. I got some skins. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it felt rewarding to me. I never mm-hmm. felt... I didn't have any problem with the loot boxes. It was actually pretty addicting to have those loot boxes and then get little, you get some money. Some, sometimes I think those are legendary drops when you get money and you can buy, you can use the money that you got from loot boxes to buy, just outright buy the skins. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. it, It gives you a nice balance of like, here's some stuff that you didn't ask for, but you might like, and sometimes it'll give you money and it's like, and you can just use this to buy the things that you really want. Right. Like that pirate Torbjorn skin, which I'm getting as soon as possible yeah. because that pirate skin is legit. <laughs> 
as fuck. <laughs> yeah, some cool skins. I can't wait for more though. Uh, yeah, I they teased a lot of things in some of their their cinematics things. Speaking, speaking of which, you didn't play it, George. Have you watched any of their their like story cinematics that they put up? I skimmed the one with the gorilla people. Wow. What does Is that, that even mean? <laughs> the gorilla there's people? like several I, there was one. Yeah, there's there's three different well, four different animated shorts. They're all different lengths, but like there's one that's about Winston, the gorilla. Yeah. Right. And then Reaper shows up and tries to like fuck his shit Is up. Is there right? another one with, with Winston and his people? There, well, there's one with Winston and Tracer and they're like fighting in a museum yeah. against two bad guys. And that's oh that's a really good one. Um and then there's all... the Widowmaker and Tracer one. And then the new one that came out, which is Hanzo and Genji, the Japanese brothers. And they like fight and it's fucking cool. And you should watch that. <laughs> okay. They do a really Genji, good job of those. Oh my God. He, when he's in the dark and then Hanzo's like, you're not the first assassin sent to kill me. And then Genji, all of his fucking like green ass lights on his body light up. And he's like Xbox 360 man. He goes like, wow. It's so cool. Is it called it, Dragons? It's so cool. it's, yes it's like a combination it's, of what like league of legends does with their characters and valve does with their characters for tf2 yeah um yeah it's essentially they're very similar to like the meet the blank yeah uh in cinematics oh um, guess what one of the top comments is under the video though mm. please put a story mode in the game i'm begging you oh my gosh like i'm not sure how they would do it i could see them doing some sort of like you basically play a multiplayer match against what? I don't know. Like, kind of how Titanfall bots. did it, but maybe not as shitty as Titanfall's. I mean, like, bots, yeah, but would it be, like, pre-comped teams or something? Because the game's all about switching team comp. That's, like, the core mechanics are knowing your character's mobility and the team working together to make a team comp that beats the enemy's team comp. Um Wait. So I don't know how they would do that. Are um, they gonna put they're gonna put a multiplayer game and charge full price without a story? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really unheard oh, of. Games no. have never worked like that before ever. I know, I know. Oh my gosh. Sixty dollars. So like Unreal 40. Tournament. No, it's on consoles at sixty. Yeah, but don't play it on a console. Well, I'm not I'm not, but well, many yeah. people I are. Mean, they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, playing a shoot, well, playing a fast paced shooter like this in general on a console, I, I mean, uh, uh, let's uh. just take a, let's just take a, let's, I'm going to take you back to the past and take you back to the yeah. past. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> Look at where is team con team fortress two's console life right now. It's, it's nowhere. Exactly. I, I, is don't, it even don't still play Overwatch playable? on console, get it on PC. I don't know. I don't know why it would be. They had like they got none of the updates. Like PC is like a drastically different game from it now. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. playing Minecraft on PC. Compared. So yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. Oh man, playing Minecraft on anything else is like it's like. Hey, we added iron. It's like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. It's like, wait, wait I don't have like spaceships. <laughs> right. Matt, if you ever get Minecraft playable on your Oculus Rift, <laughs> let me know. I've heard that the blocks look really big when you're standing in front of them. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a meter by a meter by a meter, like a a meter cube. They don't feel like that. Don't you want to feel the blocks? 
yes it's, i guess yeah i i would love it <laughs> i would love it with my graphics mod and everything it's supposedly mm. they're, they're coming out with a win 10 version of 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 uh for the oculus rift that's and right for you, you also have like <laughs> the super hd texture replacer god ray minecraft but, graphics see, that's mod. java and it just doesn't it's not gonna work well uh so it's an old thing so it, it, it's for when they're gonna try to somehow somehow redo it for Windows 10, and I I feel like no one's gonna go over to try to make mods for for the Windows 10 version for the it's you know just to play it in VR. Uh, so I don't know. It looks like they made a version of Minecraft for the Gear VR. Yeah, it's just the Gear VR where you could you could sit and watch it on a TV screen and then go inside and get immersed mm. inside. Yeah. I saw I saw a couple um, walkthroughs of it for like beta for the Oculus Rift, and uh, basically it's your favorite movement, George, where you walk around with the sticks. But yeah, they good. do have a comfort like um, option where it just glitches. It looks like the FPS is dropping when you turn. You turn Weird. very like um, forty five degree angles, doom 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 doom, as you turn. So it's a it doesn't make you feel sick when you're like moving to oh, the side. Right. It doesn't make you feel sick. Yeah. So Dread hopefully you can fine. turn it off for people like you who are awesome and they don't get motion sickness. But I, I will vomit. <laughs> I don't understand how like segmenting turns at 45 degree angles would be better for motion sickness than just natural Turning. smooth motion. Yeah, I, I have never tried it. So shows what I know about motion sickness. Like I remember yeah. when I loaded up Project Cars, and you were like, "Oh, this would make me so sick." Like I think my answer was, "It just reminds me of riding a bike," because <laughs> that's what that's what it, it looks like. Like when I was riding a bike yeah. cross country, I basically saw most of my vision being the sky, but right. just like a little bit of ground underneath for like a month, and that's what it looked like on the oculus rift and i was like oh yeah this, this springs back memories what, what he's talking about guys is he puts the the camera in the front of the car so yeah. all you basically see is the front uh and and everything apparently moving past. matt can handle cockpit view just fine but not hood cam uh, mm. no is when i switch to back cam it like jerks me because I'm going in the opposite direction. Oh, it jerks you. Yes, mm -hmm. it jerks me hard, and I it makes me want to um take out liquids <laughs> out of my mouth. Wow, forcibly good one, Matt. from real from, good one from orifices they aren't supposed to come out of. Pinnacle, pinnacle of humor. Uh, there will be more humor that that we will that we will peak with our pinnacles after these messages tribes uh hello uh, oh hi yeah we didn't uh, see you there my name my name's george there we, we did this already uh, hello and welcome <laughs> to the the news section of this podcast <laughs> and go on so jimmy when you weren't here we had a very very enlightening discussion with one colin dram about how kids are the kids are mad these days about the video games because because they uh -huh. like to pick a side between which derivative military first person shooter they like better right and uh -huh. it's uh console war argument 
the, the console war argument has bled over into the derivative first person shooter war yeah. argument. And now we have the the likes of Battlefield um facing off against the lights of COD. Battlefield's setting, I think people are generally more of a fan of. They're they're doing World War One now, going yeah, going a hundred years cool in the past. Yeah, yeah. I was what actually wondering what how how you'd feel about this, because it's it's a interesting change of pace that I feel like someone was gonna do eventually when when other yeah. ideas begin to run out. I see the thing the thing is that like there are probably well okay we have things that are set in in World War 1 already or like uh, in similarly ancient forms of warfare <laughs> like I, there's uh what's that game Napoleonic something uh you know what I'm talking about it it was like chivalry but you have bayonets and you have single fire rifles. Verdun? No. It's called Napoleonic Warfare or something like that. Something something Napoleonic Warfare. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, guns and something. I don't know. I'm not going to Google it. Is it, is it. it one of the Mountain Blades? <laughs> mountain Blade. That's what it's called. Guns and sh- something. Um, and those games, from what I hear, are like you your gun you shoot your gun and you don't you just bayonet after that because it's like why bother reloading it's trying, yeah it's trying to take a little it takes bit like more three of a realistic minutes. approach but with battlefield i don't see them actually taking a realistic approach to world war one era weapons mm-hmm. like i don't think that we're going to get like really slow clunky misfiring guns so i don't think it's really going to matter where they set it However, I did think that the trailer looked pretty cool and Cape Man looked pretty cool and the idea of Zeppelins in a game like a big multiplayer battlefield is pretty cool. Um, I think in general, I'm with most of the people who are completely uninterested in COD Infinite Warfare because like, I can name like five space age shooters that I would be more interested in playing like right off the bat. Uh, Halo and Doom being up there. Um... So and oh, and Titanfall. So so like yeah, I don't know. It, it is a little more of a unique setting. The reason why it is news this week is because we have a story from EA Studios boss Patrick Sunderland, Soderland, who was originally rejecting the idea. He said that that Dice had to insist over and over again before he gave it the green light. And and his mm-hmm. his reasoning is World War One. It's trench warfare. It can't be fun to play, which mm-hmm. is like logical. But I don't know. Like it always feels weird talking about these video gamifications of of horrible, tragic global conflicts <laughs> being fun to play in the first place. Because yeah. I feel like that same argument could be mm-hmm. extended towards towards any amounts of pain and suffering that human beings are feeling right war that can't be fun to play but but the trailer that they made was fun to watch it had like a techno remix of of the white stripes it's probably one of the best trailers out there for these types of games i would say it was it was entertaining i don't know how the game is gonna be but yeah it was was real colorful and clean definitely one of the few recent trailers movie or game that has added a like modern sounding song to a a not modern setting and it worked but yeah. it also made you fucking assassin's creed <laughs> movie 
Oh gosh, I still haven't watched any of that media, and I don't know if I ever should. What did they do with it? Oh, oh, uh, the animus. Long story sh- the animus long is story action short. movie. <laughs> long story short, they fucking they put a Kanye song with lyrics, and uh, it sounds stupid over uh, Assassin's Creed, and then they made Assassin's <laughs> Creed like, uh, we're super serious, and this is really this is really it's, serious, and it's like. You're not that serious. You're Assassin's Creed. Nobody takes you seriously. It's 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 hip for the kids, man. Everyone likes no, Kanye. Not. Everyone likes when like Django, Yeezy. When Django did the hip hop song to the people rolling up in in carriages, that was badass and it made sense. Kanye over Assassin's Creed did not work. You didn't you didn't like you didn't like the new Animus where he's flipping around in virtual yeah, space. Yeah, where it's like the fucking <laughs> giant metal arm that so just grabs stupid. you. It's so stupid, dude. So <sighs> okay, let's go back to Battlefield. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to talk about Assassin's they're, Creed. They're anymore. doing World War One. I. I don't know for like the later. Only the very if I if I remember right, the very early battles of of World War One actually played out with with kind mm. of Napoleonic tactics where people lined up and didn't reload. You had you had like rifles with magazines you just didn't have machine guns that you could walk around with i think i don't know yeah it's it's like it's gonna be like bolt action rifles which are fun like, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i miss those it, the world yeah. war ii world games war II, had those m1 right, brand like hell yeah the, the moisenagant the um arasawa <laughs> arasaka i think it's arasawa the, the fucking japanese bolt action <laughs> sniper in uh in COD World at War, which was one of the best. Yes, it COD was. Multiplayer. Yes, it that was. That was so much fun. Hell yeah. Zombies? Oh, yeah. That's the I, first I time Zombies just came out, dude. It was good. The, the Moisen Nagant was Woo. made in 1882, so that's like totally time appropriate. Mm. Anyways. Yeah, I guess I guess we could see some guns. Yeah, yeah. Not, expect you know, like... sniper rifles, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyways, they they also say that they want to challenge some preconceptions about World War One and and focus on unknowns, like kind of go to theaters of of the conflict that are away from from the dreary European trenches. A lot of the trailers highlighted like um more more Arabian Middle Eastern type units charging through deserts mm. with cavalry. One of the single player campaigns apparently has you playing is a a Bedouin woman involved in in some kind of unit in in the storyline and that's another thing they're they're doing which makes me kind of sad they're going to have a single player mode which i feel like might not work as well like without without a readily identifiable bad guy in the conflict it's going to be way more awkward to write Mm, i don't know i mean i think depending on which which conflicts of the time that they put under the microscope like I think those those period settings are the best for these like single player campaigns cuz like uh, aside from the first modern warfare I think all of the other modern shooter campaigns uh that are like military shooters I I just kind of like whatever I'm fighting you know like ambiguous foreign man <laughs> who's commanding a private army mm-hmm. or something it's just like all bled together I can't name, I can't name for you the bad guy from any of the modern warfare or black ops or any the, of those the, the neo nationalist russians who were secretly being controlled by the american rogue general yeah, yeah no they're just exactly. nothing like as i know it's i don't know having these sort of like more patriotic 
things. Like, I remember in World at War, you got to play as the Russian guys for a bit, and I thought that was pretty cool. Because you were like defending Stalingrad. Yeah, if and I that's also that like another another part of the history that Americans don't want to glorify. They don't want to be like, oh yeah, it was really the Russians who probably actually defeated the Nazis. And then when you like load up Call that's of Duty, the earlier ones, it's it's really characterized, but yeah. also uh, they're they're having like a little more fun with the edutainment aspect of it. And I guess that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I'm wondering if they're going to actually try to have this story work with like a regular with a hollywood type deal where there's a villain in a secret plot rather than mm. just going the edutainment route and reenacting old battles i feel like that would be a lot more palatable i also you have to take into account that there's not that many like really big name world war one battles i don't know i think as compared to like world war two mm. where it's like Oh, yeah, D-Day. Oh, yeah, like, you know, Stalingrad, like all those, like, the big things that happened. Do you happened. remember Amnesia, a machine for pigs? Why, yes, I do remember Amnesia, a machine for pigs, <laughs> the inferior of the two games. Right. Uh, it still cracks me up to this day how one of the great big plot twists of that game was one of the characters wanting to alter the space-time continuum so that the Battle of the Sum in 1916 won't happen later. Like, in terms of, of horrible, infamous events, like, there's there's that one. I think... Well... Did, is that what he wanted? Because I thought... Yeah, because uh, Spoilers his, if you haven't played Machine for Pigs. It's such a stupid spoiler, though. <laughs> well, like, the way I... I guess I didn't look too much into the plot. All I remember is that he killed his kids because he didn't yeah. want the kids to suffer through those Because he those saw a future times. where they were <sighs> fighting wow. in that battle, and yeah. he was like, no. <laughs> I played it, and I don't even remember. I mean, that's in the final the exit monologue of the game, which is arguably the best part of that game. <laughs> so, okay, I... In in terms of the trailer, the trailer makes this game look World War One look like a raucous fun party. In the interviews, he's talking about trying to do a little more of an edutainment bent to it, which sounds okay. He he wants to focus on like the unknowns of the conflict, put a little more shining light on on the diversity of it all. So having having units and characters during the Middle Eastern theater, the the <laughs> pre order DLC is is the Harlem Hellfighters unit. The, the segregated black unit, people had to, like, fight for their right to be able to serve in the armed forces. And this is one of the, I, I think, earlier examples of of black Americans being able to have combat roles. Mm. So, yeah, I, uh, there's like a surprising lack of of traditional video game criticism over military conflicts over this project that you would not guess from looking at that that party trailer. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, if if anything, it's gonna be cool to to like do the battlefieldy thing of fighting in vehicles with biplanes and and tanks that apparently work reliably. There are a few World War One uh, flight simulators. Right. That's that's a side of of this part of history that is a lot more romanticized. Yeah. Than, than the stuff the happening Red on the ground. In there. Yeah, yeah, that's something to do with Snoopy. I mean, if it's like appropriate for <laughs> Snoopy, I'm sure they could make a mass marketable AAA video game out of it. If Snoopy can hack a man down with a shovel, it's, it's good enough for my kids. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh god. Anyway. Uh, so from <laughs> that same guy, EA Studios boss Patrick Soderland, we also have another story about Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, I don't know if these quotes came from the very same meeting, but there was a uh, streamed investors briefing where we now know and can confirm because it came from this man's mouth itself that they did not include a single player campaign in Battlefront in order to meet the deadline for the Star Wars Episode 7 <laughs> movie launch. Oh, no. Oh, no. We made half of a game because we wanted to catch the hype train. Yep. If you made a good fucking... Well, you know what? I can't say anything. They sold... They just came out and said that they sold fucking 14 million Battlefronts. Yeah, so no, it worked. They did fine. The, the, their evil plan worked. Yeah. So fuck you, yay. They, they still don't like that they didn't get good reviews, though. Um, make a better game then <laughs> he says make more of a game according to ea boss patrick soderland he says i think the team created a really good game based on the premises no. that we had i would say that the game has done very well for us and reached a very different de demographic than a traditional ea game so from that perspective it's a success are we happy with the 75 rating no is that something we're gonna cure forward absolutely so there is a hint there that they're gonna do another one uh, How did they even get a 75? Um, he's talking about a Metacritic score, and I guess that's... How did it even get that high? <laughs> I, I don't... That game is... Oh, I know why. polished. I know why. polished. You know why? Because it came out next to Star Wars, and everybody was like, Star Wars, yeah. yeah! Yeah, because it captured the authentic look and feel of the Star Wars universe. That is... Okay, that is the only thing that I will praise Battle... Oh, I thought I thought it wasn't even that. The stormtrooper no, voices it, it were does, so wrong. Okay, aside from that one detail, like the, the the look, the sounds, all that stuff, like the setting, it all felt Star Wars, and that was very cool. But, I wish the game was. That fun. shouldn't even be a compliment then, because the most of the work is done for you. But like getting that into a dynamic setting where it still looks and sounds like a scripted battle, but everything's going on like, you know, uh, like, you know, as it goes, going on like ad-libbed. Mm -hmm. I think that is a difficult thing to achieve. I mean, it's definitely done it better than any other Star Wars game I've played. Well, then that might be more to do with the game design rather than the aesthetics. Yeah, I just wish that it was a fun game because I wanted to play a fun I, game. I actually played quite a bit of it a couple of days ago with a friend because he you know you, you know you can how you can share games so mm -hmm. i uh right. he likes the game he knows and I, I i he knows there's not much <laughs> content but he likes the game and you know he's one of those dudes that you know it doesn't matter to him like he, if the game is fun the game is fun and I, I i i enjoyed i enjoyed it i can see why people like it, it, it it's 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 a strange thing like it when I was playing it, I also felt like, man, I would have loved to play a story mode of this. Because you come out, you come out of the the movie, and you're like, I want more Star Wars. I really want more Star Wars. And yeah. you buy this game, and then you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay, no, no, no story mode. But yeah, it it's, I, it's not bad. It's not it's even not bad. that. I, it's it's not even that for me. I just thought that the actual gunplay the actual game the like spawn take like five minutes to find a fight and and get to it and then die immediately was like 
Yeah, I guess this does feel like it's it's what a real stormtrooper would feel like. And even then, that's even garbage as well because the partners partners yeah. only two people, which is absolutely garbage. There's a lot yeah, of things that are garbage say, about like, the game. Struggling but, for five minutes to find a a fight and then instantly dying sounds like old Battlefield before they yeah. fixed that by making the squad system right. And which this one already has idea. two people. <laughs> and you just so it, they, it like, just took looks a step back unfinished yeah 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 it's it's just yeah it's man you know it's a good game overwatch <laughs> yes it is <laughs> okay sorry. Yeah, it is, yeah it's just i get heated talking about this really big letdown of a battlefront game for a full price uh <sighs> so uh there is no way to segue from that into fair enough into nintendo like uh rejiggering their corporate policy again i won't even try because there's nothing i could even say like speaking (laughs) of whatever some aspect of of how ea does their business or how battlefield that sorry battlefront felt on launch like how do you they're so different topics how do you even oh actually so a Battlefront 2 has has been revealed through through really really lame stock investor reports and not exciting right. announcements has been mm-hmm. revealed to be coming out at some point in 2017 uh and and similarly more details about Nintendo's uh restructuring and more diverse business strategies are eking out <laughs> as well through really really lame announcement strategies like this is how we found out the date of the uh NX not not through through a hype video but a little paragraph on a very boring PDF that only journalists yeah. read and investors who probably don't know what a Nintendo is. Um, so on the 19th, Nintendo updated their investor relations page to have a document proposing amendments to its articles of incorporation. Articles of a corporate articles of incorporation essentially reflect the intent of a business in terms of its areas of focus. We have a new bullet point at the very tippy top talking about how one of their potential new business focuses is going to be medical devices and health devices. Something that may remind you of a story from a couple of years ago back uh, before when when Iwata was still in charge. He was talking about a blue ocean strategy where they were going to try to make some wearable health devices. One idea of which was proposed was a uh, sleeping aid, which is like really weird stuff, but also doesn't really sound like something that we should be worried about as people who get worried about video games because mm. uh they're they're also not explicitly mentioning anything about not doing video games anymore they do have uh an, a few more bullet points that um basically outline stuff that they already do like software sales but also revisions of further bullet points uh in which they now describe more aspects of their business being focused on eating establishment stores and entertainment sites which also might remind you of the story from about a year ago about them uh talking with partners about making potential nintendo theme parks Mm -hmm. which sounds like it could make a lot of sense if done with the right partners but also a lot more of a risky investment than some shitty new health market toy for mainstream consumers or last bullet point on the list just says licensing of intellectual property rights which hints at more third-party business ventures with merchandising and uh also cell phone games Mm -hmm. and and licensing of intellectual property rights makes a lot of sense more or less sounds like a lot of what nintendo already does 
but I guess this is just more of the um, <laughs> kind of I I don't necessarily want to say like alarmist, but but hyper aware news um, trying to to figure out this this company's new strategies in a time where they desperately need new strategies. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't have much to say on yeah. that. It, it's it's more or less uh further development on stuff we've already talked about in the past. Over the previous years, these topics of health products and theme parks and also cell phone games have been brought out. Cell phone games ended up happening. The world didn't end, although I hear they're not great anyways. You got uh, well, free-to-play I mean, Pokemon stuff. It has Which hasn't come out yet. Well, oh, Shuffle is right. out, and, and, and Shuffle is pretty Pokemon good. Pokemon Go, I think, is the one part of this people are actually looking forward to. It's, I mean, they just put signups for the beta for Pokemon mm-hmm. Go, and you can, like, go in there and say what type of phone you have, and then just ask to be included in the beta. No one's got in as far as I know, but like signups are there. So Pokemon Go is going to be coming soon. That is the one that people are actually interested in because oh. it's an actual game. Also, people whereas, were. Yeah. Were you about to talk about Mitomo? Yeah, I was going to say, whereas Mitomo is more of a social media thing, which people which were interested died. in for like three days. Yeah. And then it just I'm stopped. glad I didn't get into it because it would have been like wasted time because literally people were like this is so fun and then a week later ne- i never saw another mitomo image. yeah i wonder yeah. what happened to that because to be fair like it looked like fun like the stupid pictures i was seeing my friends make made me a little jelly that i didn't have space on my phone for it but yeah it's i think people just were fickle and lost interest i think it had a solid basis but from what i heard a lot of my friends were like the notifications and like new posts and stuff was really organized badly so like they never saw what was being posted that was new instead they saw what was the most like reacted to or the most like uh engaged with and so um a lot of my friends had uh i don't know if you know the youtuber chad tronic Mm -hmm. um they had him friended and they had to unfriend him because their news feeds were all his posts because he accepted friend requests from any of his followers and so he had like he capped oh, out his friend list and that's so not a good idea. Well, it was good for him because all of his posts went to the top of everybody's feeds because <laughs> there were so many people like responding to them, but then it just kind of ruined everybody's feeds because it's not a good algorithm for the rest of people existing. So <laughs> pretty much everybody abandoned Mitomo after stuff like that. That's a shame. And that also like suggests that maybe the cell phone game might be harder to play than Nintendo thought. Yeah, I mean, we'll see with Pokemon Go. I think there's potential. Pokemon Shuffle, I still hear people talk about it. It's like, it, you know, it's a match three game. It, it's doing well. Yeah, I remember. Uh, my... Well, not really match three. It's it's similar, but. Uh, last, grindy. but. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Last but not least, we got a huge spike in Black Ops 1 sales. I thought this was fun. It's not exactly a new story to get worked up about, but it's still fun. Woo, Black uh, Ops! On the 17th... See, look, at Matt's already having a blast. Woo! Backwards compatibility. Yeah. Uh, Black Ops was, was added as X-Bones backwards compatibility. And then, uh, and then on the 18th, all of a sudden, sales of Black Ops jumped 
13,400 <laughs> percent yeah which which makes That's sense because there would have been like n- literally zero to ten so <laughs> copies sold the day before yeah it's yeah. it's a very very old game but it, it shows that when the right conditions are in place all of a sudden the demand for an old product can just flip-flop so for a day, Black Ops 1 was the number two highest selling game on Amazon behind Uncharted 4 and just above Doom 4. And, uh, for, and for for people like me who didn't know what that, who are like are not caught up on the Call of Duty timeline, Black Ops 3 is the most recent mm-hmm. Call of Duty. So Black Ops is this after. is Black Ops 1. And that's 2008, right? Let me check that year, because it's almost it, 10 years one. old. Yeah. It, Black Ops is uh, after six years Modern old. Warfare, guys. Like, it's, after Modern Warfare yeah. 2. Like, there's a lot of Call of Duties out there. Uh, Blops 1 was after Modern Warfare yeah. 2. So it's 2010. It's not yeah. almost 10 years old. I don't know why I thought 2008. I guess I was thinking of World at War. But anyways, it's still really, really super old on the last gen console. But holy shit, people really want normal one of the Madden people want to play this game really bad. It, it's one mm. of the favorites and you don't have to take out the old 360 to play. it. I mean, if you if people um, who haven't touched your 360 in a while, take it out, plug it up. And you're going to see the difference between the newer systems like the PS4 and the Xbox and compared to the slow and sluggish 360. Like, no one wants to go back to that. So it's mm-hmm. backwards compatibility is like the best thing. I've been able to yeah. play some of my, my old games on there. And of course, feel, you can share it with everybody else, with your friends. I feel list. like the, the reason why this story is so fun is it's just like proof of concept of the stuff you want to scream at video game industry people. Like, no, backwards compatibility is really important. Yes. And yeah. No, make your games last longer than one year. It's really important. Yes. Hey, put more fucking reasons to play your console yeah fuck like like did you want all of these new games sold a year ago why did you wait this long yeah Yeah. i mean to be fair it is a spike Uh, this is two days after the story broke and now it's number four on the list instead of number two but still holy shit I mean, that's but that is competing with games that have come out in the past couple weeks. Yeah, past couple days even. It's yeah, number four. It, it was number two a day earlier. It, it it is a spike, but still, holy shit, what a spike! Yeah, yeah. So speaking speaking of Doom, I actually kind of want to play. Doom. Yeah, I was really surprised, but they did a shit job marketing that game. I was expecting it to be ass. Yeah, they, like, they, they no, everything's the- fine. The world didn't end. They they put a, a pulled a, um what was that game Shadow of Shadowrun Shadow of the Colossus Shadows of Mordor Shadows of Mordor they pulled one of those <laughs> where they didn't give uh you know pre release review copies but the game yeah. is actually not garbage so uh, uh, apparently the, the multiplayer is is just well, okay but yeah. like nobody cares about no that because the campaign's really good no, no one but I'm cares just wondering about multiplayer like, and how how does that happen how do they make a good game. And then the publisher not send out review copies because they know like they play their own games and they know if they're good or not. Oh. You would think so, right? <laughs> um, I was I was like, keeping up with like news stories and stuff and like Total Biscuits coverage of that. And they from what he said, everybody that re- everybody that like wa- requested a review copy got an email that was like, we need the, the multiplayer and the snap map thing. There's like their map creator for the multiplayer needs online to function so we're not going to ship you 
we're not going to give you the ability to play the game at all because we want you to experience it as a full package. But like everybody got the game and was like, wow, the single player is great yeah. and didn't even fucking mention. I haven't heard a single person review the snap map thing. I don't know anything about it. All the all the stuff I've heard about Doom has just been like single player is great. You should play it. Yeah. Who so cares? like they should have just sent out review copies so everyone would be like the single player is great and you should play it <laughs> but a week in advance it's it's really weird that <laughs> the features bethesda wants you to play are like not at all the features that got the most love and attention when when making this game yeah. that's I think that shows kind of a disconnect between the publisher and the developer, maybe. But it's still really weird. That doesn't often happen. Like, I can't remember any cases of that happening before uh, Shadows of Mordor. You know, the other thing that's weird is that the multi, the Doom multiplayer beta had to have servers, right? Right. So why why are they saying that we're not going to give review copies to anybody? Because we want the online services working and we don't have the servers working. But they did a multiplayer only beta that runs only on servers. And it didn't get good reception. Like, I have a feeling like everyone thought people cared a lot more about multiplayer than they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolfenstein like, did good based on single no player. multiplayer. Yeah, people don't want like multiplayer. But, but like for saying these it's like a shooter. Old. Yeah, a retro yeah, shooter. That was single player, you know. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, you have to have the multiplayer out there. You got to make the games last. You know, you got to make it, you know, the, that value. But like, when Wolfenstein came out, single player was good. Everyone's like, it's good. It's good. So I don't, I, I thought Doom was going to be right in that, in that space, you know, that old school space. Yeah, I guess did a really and, bad job making trailers for this game. Yeah. It looked, it looked like they just, if you guys use Premiere Pro, they use the tint function or just turns the whole thing to two colors, usually being black and white, but you could change the colors. It looks like all their trailers, they just put tint and changed white to red. And I was like, that is a very red looking game. It's not like a shitty gray shooter. It just kind of looks like a shitty red shooter. Remember but- the very first reveal that was just like four seconds of a skeleton going. <laughs> yeah. Also very red. Uh, but it turns out it's good. And I saw a GIF. I don't know if you saw this GIF. That was I saw it on Twitter. And it was something like this one animation has more personality than like every FPS protagonist in the past three years or something. Or the bold and it just shows, white male. It shows like first person Doom guy like finds a Doom guy action yeah. figure, and he like moves its little hand into position and fist bumps it and then puts it away oh, and i'm cute. like ah, i didn't watch cute. the gif but i've seen like because i even with like little gifs like that i stop myself i'm like yeah. oh no but i have seen that screenshot and and i was like oh i didn't know there was a fist bump though that's adorable another fun ass thing about these games with this and wolfenstein too is you see people compliment the writing <laughs> Mm, yeah like when it doesn't take itself seriously maybe you could actually have fun with it what a concept i know and i'm just like it's like yes they finally figured out how to make a stupid game 
have good writing by just like embracing the stupidity of it all like wolfenstein had surprisingly good writing for a game called wolfenstein for a hero called bj blaskus <laughs> yes <laughs> and and like it's... seeing these posts that are like the writing for doom is good because it's exactly what it needs to be makes me like ah, oh, they they know they know how dumb doom is and are just just eating it see that's the thing if you go back to fucking what I was saying about the Assassin's Creed movie, how it's like, oh, we're so dark and edgy. <laughs> and it's like, you remember in Assassin's Creed 2, where you had a, a you had an Uncle Mario, yeah, and he, he introduced himself me, by walking Mario. and goes, it's me, Mario. You know how fucking stupid that was? But I remembered it, and it was funny and good. And I'm glad I didn't finish that game because I know Assassin's Creed's get try and get all heavy and and philosophical. But, but what at does the it end. say about the state of the these franchises when Assassin's Creed is getting the really edgy dark reboot and fucking Doom, the like yep. edgiest of all, is like having fun with itself and and being like a bizarre surreal black comedy. Yep. <laughs> oh, Assassin's Creed. So yeah, so that's cool. We get to end this podcast on a high note. Yeah. That's neato. Uh, I mean, in all realisticness, realis realism, <laughs> I'm not going to play Doom because Overwatch in a week, but Overwatch in five days. Overwatch <laughs> and Doom and, and Dark Souls 3 and Ratchet and Clank. Salt and Sanctuary got a PC port, people. Y yeah, oh, yeah, but guess what? It no online multiplayer. Even oh, though yeah, the Steam the Steam page said it, and then it updated, and it wasn't there anymore. Oh well, that just means they made a mistake. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. I want multiplayer so bad. It, it's my second time playing through it. Oh nice. wait, you got it. You yeah. got the PC port. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I, did. Uh, I, I, I I I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like wanting to support it of twice. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I, I, hey man, do you know how many times I bought Limbo? Oh. A lot of times. Limbo is <laughs> so, good, So is, is Salt and Sanctuary on the PC any different in a substantial nope. way? I heard you could rebind controls. Yes, you can. Which I'm actually kind of interested in, because then you could just straight up give it a Dark Souls control scheme instead of the Castlevania one they set you up with. So, yeah, so you can actually do the, the, the jump better instead of trying to click the trigger and the, the freaking button at the same time oh, yeah. on the PS4. It's so annoying. Of course, really? later so that's it actually matter, easier but... now? Yeah, you could you keybind it. You could be in keybind how you want it. You can keybind the super jump? Um well no, you, you can keybind the buttons to make to it just easier. Just like have easier placement. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I guess then you could just put it to like X and A instead of trigger and A, which was the issue. Yeah. A little less distance between those two fingers might actually fix how hard that move is to pull off. How many which deaths might that I end got? up being really cheap, <laughs> but at nah, the same time, it's so. really cool how you can like sequence break the game by super jumping in, into the rafters and the roofs. All right. Anyways, uh, like I said, is it good? Is it good, Matt? Is it a good port? Yeah, yeah, it's a good port. Everything Salt works. Sanctuary, good port FPS. on a platform you actually play. <laughs> it was sixty FPS in the first place. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you got, you got to say it. You got to say it these days, or else they FPS. won't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the port, but thirty FPS. Yeah, let's see, that's bad. You know? No, yeah, people hate it. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, 30, 30. good games coming out. Uh, uh, buy good games. Have fun in your podcast and positive notes. Yes. Uh, and, and we'll see you next week. 
Yeah, don't tell your mom about us. Yeah. Tell tell her about the bush though. Bush. Remember that that kid that told Hi, their everybody. mom about it and recorded it. That was not weird at all. That's what normal people do. Yeah.